Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts. That waving, smiling gentleman over there is Tony Duffio. This goofy bum here is Brian Anthony Davis, and we are from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And we are so glad to have the forum to hang out with you, our BTSC family. Whether you're checking us out right now live on YouTube, or if you're on the podcast platform on any place that you find your favorite podcast, you're going to find all of the BTSC shows. There's so many of them, and we're glad to bring them bring them to you. What we say, we used to say, well, Jeff still says it. Jeff Hartman, co-editor, says, hey, we're your one-stop shop. But I've changed that, Tony. We are now your non-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers news, commentary, film study, you know, chicanery, which you and I like to do, um, any of that, that's where you get it, behindthestillcurtain.com, so make sure you check it out. And remember, if you're driving, you don't want to look at these two guys, especially Tony, because Tony is so dashing that he's going to <laughs> he's going to mess up your commute, and then you're no longer going to have that safe driver discount because you might get in a fender bender. You don't want that. And then me, I might just scare you while you're driving. So that could be bad as well. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the Steelers and the impromptu buy. And that's on everybody's mind and what it's going to do for the rest of the season. But first, before we do that, let me introduce Tony Defio. Tony, what is going on? I am doing well. I'm well rested after the bye. I feel I feel good. I feel re rejuvenated. I'm ready to go. The whole weekend, I felt like I was sick, and I was, you know, I was worried about, of course, what everybody else would worry about nowadays being sick. And it turns out I was just dehydrated. I didn't drink any water, and I had to drink a whole gallon of water yesterday to feel better. Now I feel back to normal. I see. Have you have you had a COVID test yet? Have you ever had one of those? No, no, uh, I, I haven't been sick since uh, since this all started. I've been I, I felt perfectly fine, but yesterday and Saturday, I, like when I was doing the show on Saturday, I felt like I had the flu, and I was like starting to worry about it. And <laughs> You're like, here we go, here, here we, we go. go, right? <laughs> Everybody has it now. So I had a, a gallon of water in my fridge, and I just drank it like between six thirty and ten yesterday. I drank the whole thing, and and and, and I, that's what my problem was: water. Well, you know, it's funny. The reason I asked you if you've ever taken a COVID test, I haven't either. My wife and daughter have, and they said it's uh, it's pretty brutal going up your nose like that. But one of the main reasons I bring it up is watching the, the Los Angeles Chargers during Hard Knocks. In the very first episode, they show those guys, and the Los Angeles Rams as well, because they, they did both teams. And they show them these grown men that will beat your brains out. Aaron Donald was afraid of it. Aaron Donald didn't want that thing going near his nose. He's like, you're going you're, you're gonna to prick my brain. Don't do that. And it, it's funny. These grown men, these tough guys are like, uh, you're going to do what? <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, just the thought of it makes my eyes water. Uh, you know what? I mean, I've had years of sticking my, uh, my finger up there for my first 12 years of my life. So, I mean, it's probably going to be easy. No, I digress. <laughs> that was just stupid. I'm joking. Um, Big news in the NFL today. Week four, the Turk came down on a coach. Tony, tell us about that. Yeah, Bill O'Brien was giving the axe to the uh, Texans who were 
up on the Chiefs last year in the divisional round, 24 to nothing at Arrowhead Stadium before losing that game. Uh, if any coach, you would think he was one of the few coaches that were safe, uh, even though I'm not a, a big Bill O'Brien fan, but you would think he'd be safe. But after four games, he got the ax. Uh, Texans started out 0-4. They had a pretty tough schedule to start the year, but uh, uh, I guess they, the, the expectations were a little bit higher than, than, uh, than 0-4 for sure. Well, here's what I want to ask you. Do you think, and you brought it up, do you think that losing that huge lead to the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs, that they're like the Atlanta Falcons and they never recovered when the Falcons uh, lost that 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl? Do you feel like that's, that's something that the team hasn't recovered from? They've had horrible luck and they've had horrible, they should have fired the GM. Oh, wait, they did. Bill O'Brien's the GM in Houston as well. That's mm-hmm. the GM Bill O'Brien is worse than coach Bill O'Brien. If you ask me, I, I thought Bill O'Brien was a good coach and right. I got to tell you, I really liked this team last week. Uh, I love Deshaun Watson. Of course, I love JJ Watt as well. Uh, David Johnson's a good player. That is a good team. I was afraid of that team, but my question to you goes back to that. Do you think they couldn't recover? That's a, it's a, it's a tough, thing to recover from when you're up 24 nothing in a playoff game i think most people most players would think that that they're going on to the next round and i realized the the chiefs came back pretty quickly you know the the, the falcons was more of a uh, a slow burn with the with the, the patriots uh coming back in the second half whereas the the chiefs kind of kind of you know they they have a almost a historically great offense and they they came back pretty quickly but still when you're up 24 nothing i think you're, you you expect to win that game and with, with the failures that they've had so many other other times in the postseason in previous years, combined with 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 what happened in that playoff game and then the 0-4 start, if you want to throw in the Andre Hopkins trade that nobody really liked, uh, I think that that was it was a combination of of, of, a, of a lot of things. You know what? I'm really bummed about this whole thing because my thought was that if Bill O'Brien remains the general manager of the Houston Texans then what's going to happen? He's going to trade TJ Watt. Excuse me, not TJ. We have TJ Watt. He's going to trade TJ's brother, JJ Watt, to the Steelers for a Primani sandwich and a, uh, a giant eagle gift card. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. I mean, really, you know, after that DeAndre Hopkins trade. Now, David Johnson's a good player, but you'd, I mean, that's not a trade. That's still not an equal trade, if you ask me. I'm thinking here that that uh, this team just uh, they really killed themselves in the offseason when they went ahead and made that trade for DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I'm thinking that uh, that they never recovered from that as well. You know, it's one of those things that when you trade a great player like Hopkins just because the coach slash GM is not getting along with them and don't really don't think that uh, they could deal with each other. And it's a superstar like Deandre Hopkins, then, you know, what kind of message are you sending to that team? You're sending, well, basically you're, you're saying that, you know, the coach, you have to get along with the coach or else. And obviously you want, you want your, the players to get along with the coach, but, but if, if I'm a if I'm a player on that team, I'm thinking, well, if I have any kind of disagreement with him, he's going to either cut me, if I'm an average player, or or if I'm a star, he might he might want to trade me. And Joey Junior, 
um, is saying Rochester Joey Jr. is saying that uh, they said Hopkins went rogue a lot. Tony, now we have seen that we have seen that in Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown going rogue. But here's the, here's the deal: the Steelers still went to the playoffs with AB. They had a coach that was able to uh, handle him for the most part. Let's just mm-hmm. say for the most part. Um, right. So you know what? I think there's just a difference that uh, maybe the wrong message was sent there as well because those those players, Deshaun Watson wanted De- DeAndre Hopkins. Every The players wanted DeAndre Hopkins there. The Steelers were so of Antonio Brown. And I still go back to the fact that if you make Troy Polamalu angry, then you're a jerk. And that that's all I'm saying was that's what happened in the Antonio Brown saga. You know, he he got Troy so mad that Troy wanted to pop him. Right. And now now but you have a situation where where the uh the Texans players were devastated when they dealt this player away. Yeah. Go yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't hear any of those kind of stories about Hopkins until after he he left Houston. It, you know, I when 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 you say going rogue, what does that mean? I, uh, with Antonio Brown, it meant he didn't uh, he didn't stay on on campus at training camp, and 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 uh, you know he he had his own uh, set of rules. And and is that is that what it meant with Hopkins? I'm not sure, but as you said, his teammates loved him, and and he was arguably the greatest receiver in the NFL. You know, so. I, it's just to me. It's it, I think that that had as much to do with him getting fired as anything else. So you know, I want to mention our live chat here. Remember, feel free to check us out in the live chat. A lot of familiar names. I want to mention some of them. I can't mention all of them, but uh, Sean Manahan, uh, Nathaniel, Just Me is in the house with Black and Gold Steeler Hearts. Jared Devils here. Kathy, Kansas Kathy's here. We've got Dave Shipley, Ryan O'Toole, Steelers Pittsburgh. Yeah, Felicia's in the house as well. Um, I'm looking down double HH, Asiatic Noble. If I'm I hope I'm pronouncing everything correctly. Um, Ezra, hey, what's up, Ezra? Ezra's here. Joey Jr. from Rochester. We mentioned him earlier. Um, Corey, Corey Stainbrook's in the house. Hey, Corey. It's great to see all these names, all our friends here. Um, Reggie Rivers, Jovman, Ben Isaiah's here. I mean, it's look, this is our Steeler family, and we do this. Alex Flores is in here, too. I hope I didn't miss anybody. I hope I tried to get everybody that I saw right away. But, you know, we love doing this, and we love doing it with you guys here. So I want to ask you, you guys a question. Live chat, here's a question for you. And including AJ Gavin, AJ Gavin's here too, and he's not scared of uh, Burrow at all. Um, Sir Bradley, uh, actually, he's more scared of Burrow than Baker Mayfield. And to quote Jeff Hartman from yesterday, he said it over and over again: "Baker Mayfield sucks." He kept <laughs> on saying that, and I'm the guy who challenged Baker Mayfield to a fight last year. I'm not going to do that this year. I mean, that was a very unprofessional. But you know, I just want to ask the live chat here. Are we over the? Uh, are we feeling better about the fact that the buy came early? Because I am, Tony. Are you feeling better now that the buy's here and gone? Yeah, I mean, it it, it it was disappointing, but it really didn't bother me all that much because you know when you when you've been watching them as long as I have, you you 
get used to pretty much everything, although this is such an unusual year, but you know, it's, it's, it's buys, you, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna happen at some point. And like I wrote about last week, usually you, you look, you, you, you kind of know when it's coming, you know, this year would have been what week seven. So this one, it kind of came out of nowhere. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's like being under, under anesthesia for surgery. You're up, it's you're, 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 you're recovered. Now, now it's on to the, to 13 more weeks of football, presumably. Man, I don't come out of anesthesia well. I don't. <laughs> and I'm not a redhead. My daughter's a redhead. And I've always heard that redheads have more problem coming out of uh, anesthesia. But when I had my cancer surgery back in 2003, they were screaming at me and yelling at me to wake up, wake up. And I was like, Ugh. I, I was just, I mean, I could not wake up. And well, so I, I, so I know what that, uh, that fog afterwards is like, you're like, oh. And then I'll never forget, I get out. I get out of surgery. I turn on the news and I find out that John Ritter and Johnny Cash died. And I was oh, like, my goodness. I, 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 yeah, it, it was just horrible. So um, there's, I could tell you more about that, that instance with a robot scaring me. Um, so many things happened and it's all true. I'm sorry. It's crazy. We'll do that. That's a 2 a.m. story. We'll do that another time. It's not a true, it's not a dirty 2 a.m. story, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, uh, you know, I know what that anesthesia fog is like. You know, me. Now, there's some people that aren't still. They're still mad about the buy, right? And, you know, of course, there's nothing we can do about the buy. I don't blame you for being mad. Your feelings count because some people said no. I we don't feel better about the buy coming early because the Steelers are going to end up playing four home games in a row. Then there's a lot of stuff on the road. You know, there's going to be seven. There's going to be seven road games after that. So there's going to be a lot of road games. But I want to go back, Tony, to something that you know well. We've talked about this a lot, and you know a lot about it. 2001, you, we all know about the, the great national tragedy that happened on September 11th. Right. Week one was September 9th. It was a bad game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost that game like 30-3. to three. I mean, it, it was terrible. Right. I don't know the exact score, but they, they got crushed. So two days later, after that game, we have that terrible Tuesday, and there's no games the next week for week two, which there shouldn't have been. Because right. I'll never, I'll never forget one of uh, one of Dan Rooney and Art Rooney's greatest regrets were that they played after Kennedy got assassinated. They played yeah. that weekend in 1963, right. and so this was something that you know the nation did have to take a break. For the Steelers, it was weird because how many teams did they have that year, Tony? 31. 31 yes, teams. We were one year away, one year removed from Bill O'Brien's uh, future employer, the Houston Texans, coming into the league. So what happened? They had to have a bye every week? Yeah, every team had to had to be on a bye. Uh, it's like what they kind of do with baseball now, where or for a while there were uh, there was there was always an interleague uh, series every 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 week or every every uh, going on all the time. So that's kind of how how uh, football was at that point. It had to be a team a team had to go on a bye each and every week, and the Steelers' bye was uh, was early that year. Yeah, so it was week three. So by the time they played again, it was twenty one. It was a twenty one day rest. And then yeah. they had. Go ahead, Tony. Well, no, yeah, there was a. Uh, it was such a long stretch that the the Saints and and the and the and the Steelers Cower and who I forget who the, I don't know if it was, I, I don't think it was uh, I think it was Hazlitt. 
has it. Yeah, they wanted to have a, a, a scrimmage, and the players objected. They said, we're not, we're not scrimmaging. They wanted to have a scrimmage in that little three-week period off. Uh, that's, how, that's, how long the, that's how long the Steelers were off back then. I never knew that, Tony. Yeah. I just learned something. And they were buddies because Hazlitt coached for under Cower. So right. that's, really, that's really interesting. So what happened there? So they had 21 days off. They came, they came back. They finally played in week four. They beat up on the Buffalo Bills. But they had 15 regular season games in a row. And they went 13-2 and two in that time because they lost week one. They go 13-2. and two. They have to they're they get the, the first round by. So they're playing the Ravens, the Ravens, and then they're then what's happening? They're playing the Patriots in the AFC championship game. 17 straight games. They go 14 and 3 over that stretch. That's not a bad stretch, Tony. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's I realized times are ch- changed and <clears throat> excuse me, and, and and we're more concerned about players the safety of players than ever before, you know, with the concussions, you know, everything with that over the last decade or so. But I mean, they, they went decades playing 16 games in a row and, and, and nobody thought anything of it, you know? So I, I don't, I don't think that this is a, as big a deal as people are making it out to be, a, you know, I, I, it's ideally you want to have the buy in the middle of the year and that's when it would have been for Pittsburgh. But, but uh, week four, if if you're if you're talking about uh, a serious injury, it really doesn't matter when the, when the bye happens anyway. As far as being able to recover in time for the playoffs, so uh, as far as bumps and bruises, I mean, if, if 13 weeks or eight weeks, really, what's the difference uh, by that point? As far as I'm concerned, if a football player by by the end of the regular season is going to be feeling uh, pretty darn uh, bad, regardless of if, if their bye was in week four or week eight. Now, this is this is great. I love this quote. And I love Felicia. She's awesome. I'm not mad because Ben and the offense off, often take times until the halftime to warm up after the bye week. Now we get Ben hot and ready like Little Caesars. His mm-hmm. arm is strong, too. I, I love it. Now I'm hungry for pizza, Felicia. Uh, look what you've done to me. Um, I like where Heather's at. Yes. So th- that's great. That's, that's excellent. Um, but here's here's the number one question. It's the makeup of the team. It's the makeup of the black and gold. And it's the makeup of the coaching staff. Do you think that Mike Tomlin, and you'll throw Mike Tomlin aside, do you think guys like Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Hayward, those two, I'm going to bring up those two because those are your main leaders on this team, your main leaders as far as the players go. I would say if you're saying who are the two locker room guys, you're going to say those two guys, right? Right. Do you think they're going to let this become an issue? They're not going to let this alter 2020, are they, Tony? No, no. I mean, they they, they didn't let last year with, with the loss of Ben Roethlisberger, they, they didn't let that become an excuse. They still tried to do everything they could to make the playoffs as a, as a locker room and as an organization with the trade for Mickey Fitzpatrick. So they're, they're not going to, they might, they might complain, you know, they might not have liked the fact that their buy came early and they couldn't, uh, they didn't have time to make uh, vacation plans like uh, like like they normally would, but but they're not going to use that as an excuse. I, I, you know, what, what did Tomlin say last week? We do not care. I think people are already making T-shirts, so I think that's going to be the mindset moving forward. Yeah. And you know what? They, I mean, I'm not trying to correct you. They couldn't go on vacation anyways because of COVID because they have right. to every single day. Right. So the the one person that it, it affects the most 
is a guy like it's really a guy like uh, Eric Ebron, who his son's birthday was supposed to be that weekend, and now he's going to be in Tennessee that weekend, mm-hmm. so he can't be home for for a birthday party for a son. And I, you know, I empathize with them because you make those plans on the off week. And, and I understand that. Now, the one last question about this ended up having 18 combined Titans and staff affected by this. A big woohoo goes out today for the fact that nobody tested positive for the first time since this all started today. So that's great news here. Reports have come out that the Titans may have been negligent in a few things. Reports have come out. The Titans might be punished for this. They're not going to punish them with a forfeit, but they're going to punish, punish them probably with a fine. Like we saw the Raiders get a huge fine for letting, uh, you know, people that, that weren't authorized to be there in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Um, They also, they also had a fundraiser without the, uh, the proper, uh, the proper right. equipment as well, but they all, they might take away draft picks. Now here's my question here, and this will never happen, but here's my question. Don't you kind of think that if they have to forfeit a draft pick, it should go to the team that they inconvenienced the first week? Uh, I mean, I, I I can see that. I mean, I I don't. I, I, that might be a, a a bit of a too much of an advantage for, as far as the other teams are concerned. They might they might not uh, like that v- uh, very much. Uh, but I could definitely see them uh, losing a draft pick or being heavily fined for this because we we see what, what can happen now. You know, you, you only have so many chances if you're the NFL to get these games in within a 17 week week uh, span. So they definitely need to be if they're if they were negligent. I don't believe in a forfeit at all, but I definitely believe in, in punishment via a loss of draft picks or, or, or a heavy fine. I don't, I really don't think that would happen. I would be mad if that happened for, I mean, that's something that would, would benefit the Patriots or the Ravens. I could see, I mean, I really don't think that would happen, but in the back of my head said, Hey, if you're going to take a draft pick away, you know, why not? Um, Christian Cahill says this, he's like, you know, Really, their punishment should be that they have to trade Derrick Henry. To the <laughs> How awesome wow. would that be? <laughs> well, th- those guys would be would stay in a bubble for uh, the rest of the year if that if that was the punishment. <laughs> Sean Manahan gives us dubs and says Tomlin strong, and I really believe that. I got to tell you, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of criticism that uh, Tomlin has taken over the years. Before that, there's a lot of criticism that that, uh, Bill Cowher took because he wasn't the guy before him. But, but right now you have a guy that is 23rd, 23rd all time. As far as coaching wins, he is tied with Pete Carroll. So he's the uh, third um, winningest active coach tied for third with Carroll only ahead of him are uh, Bill Belichick and, uh, that other guy in Kansas City, those guys that are facing off tonight, Andy Reid. So, um, but Tomlin, I think one of his greatest attributes is the he knows how to keep a team together. And that's one thing he definitely knows how to do. I still think he's a great coach. I mean, I for what he's done, I think he's great. And I'm I could be a, a Tomlin apologist. I don't have a problem with, with saying that. But the thing about it is. We, we've seen it 
in week one when you were wondering what they were going to do about social justice, how he kept them together. You've seen them throughout the years. You've seen them how the, how they kept how he kept this team together through all of Antonio Brown's foolishness, right? And you've seen how he's keeping them together through this. And he's like, the fact that you brought it up earlier, like we don't care. I love that. That's what right. I love about this guy. So I mean, he is a really a new millennium coach as far as being able to keep a team together through adversity. We saw it last year again in eight and eight team. A team that went eight and three without their uh, actually let, let's change that. Um, who went eight and four without without their uh, their regular uh, their regular quarterback? So that's that's really interesting um, there. So uh, Captain Underpants asks us guys any thoughts on uh, Bob being fired? We did talk about that at the beginning of the show. To recap that. Bill O'Brien just could not keep that team together, especially after the trade, especially after the bad start. I still think that's a good team. That's a team, Tony, that I would not be surprised. I don't know who the interim coach is, but I wouldn't be surprised if they reeled off a few victories and were an eight and eight, a nine and seven team and competing for that last, that seventh playoff spot. They really could. That is a Deshaun Watson. If he had players around him, I said this last week before the game, I would take him over Lamar Jackson. I think Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Lamar's electric, but Deshaun can do stuff with his legs. But Deshaun is a better passer, and I love what he does. Yeah, I I think the Steelers are kind of lucky that they caught the Texans when they did. You know, as, as we, we talked about earlier, it, it's a little shocking that O'Brien was fired considering uh, the Raven or the Texans success in, in recent years. And, and you would think a, a guy that's been to the playoffs that many times. Yeah. He hasn't had much success, but you would think they would have given him the, the entire year to figure that out. But, but I think, like you said, I think they're going to, they're going to come back and, and, and at least make a, a decent run by the end of the year. So uh, to repeat, I, I'm, I'm glad Pittsburgh faced them right when they were in the middle of their funk. Absolutely. Uh, Ronan says the team quit on them. Um, you you could possibly uh, say that some players did. I don't think Deshaun did. I'm really high on Deshaun Watson. I, I really am. Um, but with that being said, let uh, – well, Ezra's going to ask a question before we go to break. How bad is the Texans organization? They just set themselves back three years, nothing for Hopkins – now the coach GM is gone. Damn, it feels good to be a Steeler. And and that's why, again, that's why you have to be very careful with the decisions you make when it comes to the, the head coach and, and 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 trades and things of that nature. Because when you got a player like Deshaun Watson and on the other side of the football, JJ Watt, I mean, these are your your cornerstones. And I realize Watt's getting a little, a little bit up there in age, but these are your cornerstones. And 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 now they're gonna they're gonna have to deal with an, an, a whole new regime. Uh, moving forward. So, you know, be careful when you say fire this one or trade that one. Well, let's go ahead and take a break, Tony. Um, I think we've established a lot here. I think we've established mostly that uh, the Steelers will not let this bye week affect them. And I'm pretty excited about that going forward. And we've established the entire, I just like Ronan said that B.O.B. had his team quit on him. And that's what happened in Houston. But uh, I'm going to say this. Don't expect this to be the end 
for the Houston Texans this season. I think some interesting things are going to come out of there. I I, I really do. Uh, we saw with remember in Cleveland when uh, they fired their coach and they brought in uh, Greg Williams. Yeah. And they ended up having a, a pretty good season after that. So interesting stuff. So let's take a break. If you're on YouTube, just stick here. Just take a, take a drink break. And uh, if you are listening to us on any of your podcast platforms, just uh, come back, download number two, and we'll see you right after that on the Steelers Hangover. 